0: Welcome to Game Jam <laughs> This is Bitstorm's uh, little post-mortem of the Global Game Jam that we did uh, a week or so ago I'm Ben Slinger
1: I'm Trevor Scott
0: And we were at the Game Jam with our friend Ryan and it was a lot of fun and That was. I, well, Yeah uh, all right, give me give me just, without giving away what our game is, because I think what we'll do is actually go over the ideas that we had mm-hmm. and then reveal which one we went with and, and then talk about how it went. But what was your overall kind of uh, experience like at the Game Jam Trower?
1: Because um, I'm on a diet at the moment, I didn't get to enjoy all the l- wonderful food that they had. I got to enjoy it the first night, and that's about it. <laughs>
0: it's true. The food was really good. Really, Much really improved located. organization yep. over, over the last year, which unfortunately just went a little bit difficult. But it was the first time in the venue last year as well, so it's sort yep. of understandable. But yeah, this time the food kind of went off without a hitch. Um They could turn the lights off this time. Not that we Not actually that we slept in, in that room this time. <laughs> but we learned our lesson, and we just slept next to our computer. Um, computers. I suppose one of the big issues that I
1: found was not being able to, uh, use C, sh- uh, C++ like we wanted to. That's true. Unreal. There were
0: some issues around like the admin privileges. Yeah. They'd locked down the computers. And I think that was just an AIE thing, um, that unfortunately they didn't have control over. But.
1: Yeah. But, but no, it'd be general- good if they fixed that for next year. That, that's my Hopefully. big. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Because it seemed fine for everyone using Unity, just not people using Unreal.
0: Yeah, I think Unreal just hooks- I mean, just C++ in general needs a bit more of the actual kind of OS stuff and Visual Studio, you know, needs its privileges.
1: Definitely. But other than that, I had a ball. Uh, Giselle ran an amazing game jam and, like, we're so privileged to actually have her here.
0: Oh it's it's fantastic like it's got to be one of the best run sites out of all whatever there is 600 sites or something insane Yep. but yeah so for those who don't know what a game jam is it's uh it's where we get together for a weekend at a site the global game jam in particular as i said has sites hundreds of sites all around the world there are about what 250 people in melbourne yeah uh, i think there was site.
1: 258 registered jammers
0: yeah Ended up making about 60 odd games and yeah. So, you know, we won't, we won't take it, you know, hour by hour, but, um, we found out the theme, which was what does home mean to you or to me? Anyway, what does home mean to one, to somebody? And, uh, we didn't. We didn't get to have our our traditional HSP because the, again, the food was so much better this time that we ate pizza and then were full.
1: Yeah, I literally ate half a pizza, and it was because it was my cheat meal. And I'm like, <laughs> I really don't need a HSP after this. No, not realizing as soon as we walked down there, they're like, you "Okay, so you can have half a pizza each." And I'm like,
0: "Oh yeah," I was like, "Holy shit!" All right,
1: <laughs> I just so went yeah, long we- grabbing from everything.
0: <laughs> I felt. Uh- I felt like in general we were a lot sort of more prepared, I yep. guess, after having done it last year and having an idea of, of what we could build in the limited time. And of course, we yeah. overscoped a little, but I felt like we did a pretty good job on the scope.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we'll
0: we'll get around right to that. Yeah, we can get around right to that. But so we we didn't bother trying to record a podcast like last year, <laughs> um, which didn't end up happening last year anyway. But we did use the random word generator, and so we kind of took that. Idea of what does home mean to you, and threw some r- random words at it. And I don't think we got a bad one. Like every time we hit refresh, we came up with another idea that we could potentially make.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was
0: it was really fun, actually. I mean, obviously, we do it every week, but you know, in this case, it was something we were actually going to attempt to build. So, and something that we all had to, be, had to be had to be kind of happy about. Um, exactly, happy about, and comfortable with that. That we could achieve it. And so, yeah, I think let's go over our five. We ended up with five ideas mm-hmm. and uh, then we kind of all voted to decide which one we would build. So, do you remember what the first one was, Trevor?
1: Uh, yes, it was an RV with like faster than light mechanics or FTL Yeah, the, uh, the game
0: FTL. Yeah, I quite like this one. And I think that it would have been too difficult to achieve in the time we had. Yeah.
1: I I knew that you guys were sold on it. I so wasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you weren't. But yeah, the general idea was that you're you're in an RV that's constantly moving down the street, sort of a top down view. You can you you've got a few, you know, maybe three or four people in the R V. They've all got randomly generated skills, so you know, not all of them can drive the R V. Not all of them can fix things that break, not all of them can cook. But there would be different requirements for each of them, you know, they get hungry, they need to go to the toilet. And so they can put the RV on cruise control. Um, Mm -hmm. but the GPS will like tell you how long until the next corner, basically. And if you don't have someone in the driver's seat, then you're going to be in deep shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like clicking around, moving your characters between stations to sort of achieve different things. was the, the basic idea.
1: Yeah. And, uh, where, where I sort of had trouble with that is that's the sort of game mechanics that don't really interest me that much. <laughs> so, I was, I was sort of not on board with that. But I know you guys were, were pushing for that idea. <laughs> we,
0: we were into- I've got the votes here, actually. That one did get- Well, it got- four, Yeah, it got four votes. It got four votes, yeah. Um, But basically, we each had a, um, a two vote and a one vote that we could put- um. On each of the ideas. And yep. both Ryan and I put our two votes <laughs> on that one. Yeah. So, the second idea was the uh, the spy versus spy sort of style game. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that one a bit? Yeah. So,
1: um, in an episode a little bit ago, it wasn't quite last week, but the week before, we did come up with an idea for a spy versus spy game. And yep. because the random word bug came up, we're like, mm. let's- Let's go with like a, a bug that you've that you're you're placing in in a room and then you can sort of do a a two player multiplayer sort of game of going through a place trying to set either set bugs or or something like that sort of on the yeah we the had a mechanic
0: thing. around where there's gonna sort of be a secret thing where you could interact with you know a piece of furniture or a lamp or whatever and but the other players wouldn't know whether you were searching it to find, like, one of the items you had to look for or planting a bug. Yep. Um, and they also wouldn't know whether you'd found anything. And so, they would have to sort of think hard about and sort of second guess you as to whether you would planted a bug in there. I think that one would have been actually quite difficult just to get the gameplay Definitely. working well. Um. It had some interesting ideas, but, yeah, I think that whole- you just getting that back and forth of, there wasn't enough there for for that sort of deception stuff.
1: hmm
0: But it was an interesting one.
1: No, it was, um, that was quite cool. I, I yeah. did like some of the ideas and we'll talk about another idea, uh, idea number four that we came up with. when Yeah, you, which was sort of- took When some you of went out thing. of the, when it, you went out of the room. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, then the next one Ryan came up with- which was basically a portal mechanics sort of puzzle game.
0: Yeah, I think this one could have been quite interesting. I think the word we got was confusion. Yeah. And so it was all around the geometry of the level changing when you weren't looking, which we talked about for a little bit and then sort of sort of locked onto the idea of it, yeah, being this sort of portal-esque puzzle game where each sort of little section of the house is a specific puzzle. And you kind of just had to experiment with, you know, that maybe there's a mirror here, and when you look in the mirror, you see there's no wall behind you, but when you like turn around, it the wall is there. So you have to kind of walk through it backwards while looking in the mirror or something. Yeah, those sorts of general, general puzzles of all yeah. based around the way the level changes when you're not. Looking directly at it.
1: I quite like the I- that idea, mainly because um, it's got very similar things to what uh, went on in Antichamber as well, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite puzzle puzzle
0: games for um, PC. Yeah, I think it would have been really fun to play around with. Uh, and I think achievable to at least get one or two like rooms. puzzles, yep. puzzle rooms working. Yeah. But again, it would. I realised kind of that as I as I speak of this, and I say, "Oh, it would have, would have." I'm totally giving away which one we did. But anyway,
1: yeah, pretty much.
0: Uh-huh. So then, <laughs>
1: um- then Ben left the room to to talk to his kids or something. Oh yeah, that's what it was for. And so I I came up with another idea based around. Um, I took the bug idea again and thought about exterminators going into a house, and going up to a piece of furniture, kicking it and and all these bugs come out and you're playing in a in like a um co op sort of game where you've got, you know, um up to four players all all sort of trying to clear out the house together.
0: Yeah, and, and it'd be like twin stick shooter style kind of controls.
1: Then we started talking about the idea that you kinda of had to try and stay together or at least because you could all see each other at once. If it was a maze-like house, you know, you could um, see, oh, this person's um, in a lot of trouble over here. Okay, go down here and get into this room and help this person out.
0: Yeah, I think that's where about where you got up to when I came in. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so you were talking about, like, because it's the top-down view, you can kind of see where they are in the level, but you can't necessarily get to them that easily. Yeah. Uh, and so it would be about having to communicate, making sure- Um, like creating that balance of, uh, cause we were thinking about, you know, we don't want them to just be able to stay together the whole time. And that makes it easy. Like they need, there needs to be reasons for them to, to go off, but Mm -hmm. then also reasons for them to, in certain situations, need each, like need each other to work together. Yeah. Yeah. And then idea number five was, uh, I can't remember what word came up, but it was all about cleaning like hotel rooms. Cleaning hotel rooms.
1: That's right. That's right. That was- I'd totally forgotten about that one. I remembered all the other four.
0: Yeah. And I- That was actually your- Oh, no, it wasn't. Um, Nobody voted on that one. Uh, But I think just because we didn't get to sort of flesh it out a a whole lot. Although I did like some of the gameplay mechanics because we're kind of talking about almost Tapper style having to- Like time management where when you're in cleaning one room, there are sort of little- you know tapping, turning, mini games, whatever you have to do to to, um, to clean the room up. But you also have to be aware of, oh, like I've got five rooms with with guests in them or, you know, these three have guests arriving shortly. So, you know, they need to be cleaned on time and that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, it's almost a bit of a memory game crossed with, yeah, like the time management of, of something like like Tapper or just juggling lots of different tasks.
1: But again, I think that would have been in, almost impossible for us to finish in in such a sh- small amount of time.
0: uh maybe look if we'd just done like the hallway and all the rooms being identical with with just sort of different and- sections yeah um we probably could have pulled something off but anyway, I think it's been made relatively obvious that we did go with uh with idea number four. Uh, the, the kind of extermination game. But as we talked about it, we did change it up a bit. Yep.
1: So one of the, one of the things that we came into pretty quickly is realizing ghosts, um, being sort of like. (laughs) That was it. We just realized ghosts. We, we realized that ghosts could be a, could be a little bit, um, more fun because they could go through walls, they could possess furniture and this sort of stuff. Not actually do anything in the furniture, but we had ideas for, for different like tools that you could throw out and all this sort of stuff, and it yeah. sounded really quite cool.
0: It did. It did start coming together quite well, and I can't recall where it really clicked with the whole. They can go through walls, but you can't, and it's still this sort of maze like level. Was it not? Until, was it once we did did that not really click until we even got the prototype going, or had we really had we thought of that dynamic? It, I think that was that was
1: early on that we did think about that. But we may have actually started the prototype, and we did sort of something that, you know, most people don't try to do the first night, which is basically try to get an early version of the prototype working the first night.
0: Yeah, well, I think we we had our idea by like eight eight o'clock or something. Yeah. So by two no, a.m. So not, had- not that earl- not that early. I'm looking. I'm looking at the timestamps. Um, idea five was eight sixteen, so probably by about eight thirty.
1: We'd locked it. We decided. It, um, we went for our walk over to um, over to Seven Eleven. Yeah, to get yeah. you Got some, some snacks, and stuff. snacks and stuff. And I didn't have any of those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trevor was was uh, very strong the whole weekend. As Ryan and I gorged yourself. Bloody- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I-, I literally didn't eat dinner one night because I'd eaten too many sour worms <laughs> 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 and vanilla coke. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, we we went with the ghost idea and, yeah, we had this whole idea of tools that you could, but you can only carry one tool at a time. So, things like a stasis, like, like a stasis grenade that would lock the ghost in place so you could get off some good shots at it or what else do we have? Like an, a ghost attractor as well to just sort of basically ways to manipulate the ghosts in certain ways so that you could uh, take, them, take them out. Uh, and then also, we really locked onto the idea of the fact that you'd need someone who has a med kit, uh, to revive your pals, the other players. Yep. And that, yeah, these were limited use sorts of things. And we even talked about having limited ammo and having to, like, run back outside
1: yep. to refill. And
0: the reason behind
1: the tools is because we didn't think that the initial gameplay loop of just going in there and and firing, like, a single weapon at, at ghosts while they sort of try to get away and all this sort of stuff um, would actually be fun.
0: Uh, yeah, and it was just us. You know, you, you just come up with ideas with these things. Yep. You know, you, you, you we did overscope a little in that way. So, what's available on the game jam
1: website is a slightly broken <laughs> game. Yes, in which slightly you
0: broken. C- you
1: don't have any tools, or you go no to one weapon that doesn't go fast enough while you're
0: running. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> but in a version that I've got now, like when when ghosts when ghosts hide in um. When ghosts hide in furniture, you get some green, some green, like,
0: regenerating uh, particles coming yeah, off. Yeah, basically. So, well, let's let's go over the main gameplay loop so people sort of get the idea. Basically, what happens is you all walk into the house, a bunch of ghosts are there. Up to four players, by the way. Like, Up to four players. I'm pretty
1: impressed with the fact that we got- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, Unreal Engine, for being, you know, so well built and- Relatively easy to throw this stuff in there. Although you did work on it for a while, getting it all working.
1: Yeah, well, it was it was confusing at first, and now yeah. I know how to pretty much just do it. And
0: yeah, um. But you all walk into the house, the ghosts scatter, and basically they hide hide in the furniture that is in each of the rooms. And now we only got what three different types of furniture built. Um. Although Ryan did build a bunch more, and we just didn't get time to.
1: Yeah. There's chairs, there's um, bookcases, and there's Book a massive a fucking table. <laughs> but there's still a massive fucking chair in there as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the idea is that you you can't tell which of these initially the ghosts are in, so you kind of have to go to each room and kick things. Yeah. And we we're maybe again we maybe we talked about maybe having little hints, like they might give a little shake if you're looking in the right direction. That's not because the other <laughs> thing we should mention is it's very dark. Well, it wasn't going to be. No. but um- Ryan actually did a very nicely lit version oh, uh, yeah. in blender, uh, but we kind of just couldn't get that lighting to work well enough in engine because none of us are lighting artists and it's a bit tricky. But uh- So, what we did was dynamic
1: lights and there's a spotlight on, on each of the characters' shoulders. So, yeah. it becomes like a bit more of a haunted sort of thing and it kind of freaks you the hell out. We met some lovely guys yeah, look, from I some of the other, it works other teams. Quite nicely. They um one guy, Angus, uh, he offered to do some music for us, so um, the music that you hear in the game is done by another team's um audio engineer. It was fantastic and
0: Yep, yep, he very graciously did that for us and
1: We had the lovely Abby Phillips um organise
0: some sound effects Some for us. Some
1: sound effects, which um, are a little bit too loud in the
0: in the version up there yeah, at the moment. again, we ran out of time to, to really mix it well. We'll fix that up. Yeah. Look, I think- Because I think the idea is now that we actually will polish it up a bit because, look, it did get to a point and I, I'm actually- I think there was an earlier build that was tweaked, just happened to have the, the variables set about right um, than, than the final one did, so there'd be a bit of tweaking there, but- there was at least one build where we were just like, oh, this mechanic works really well of because basically the the way the AI works is very, very basic, but you kick open some furniture, if there's a ghost in there, it pops out, it starts firing its own little homing uh sort of projectiles at you. But if you take it down if you take its health down far enough, it runs off to try to find another piece of furniture to hide in, yep. and uh it sits there and, and regenerates while it's in the furniture. But because the ghosts can go through walls and they often- Well, we made them so that they wouldn't get into a piece of furniture too close. You're not necessarily quite sure where they've gone. Except for when and I mean, you've heard- Well, that. the regeneration is in there. But I think what well, we'd, we'd probably speed that re- regeneration up a bit. So, I think there would be the possibility that you literally would not be able to head in the direction of the ghost quickly enough sometimes to see which one it was in.
1: Yeah. I know that when we were testing it, sometimes it's like, "Oh, quick, Trev, get in here and and you know watch where he's going because I can't be stuck trying to work out where he's gone." <laughs>
0: well, but that's it, and that's where the teamwork came in, right? It's like, "Oh, I'm about to take this guy d- down. He's going to run. I need you to to be ready to head him off in whatever direction he goes." In, yeah. You know? Uh, and that's also where things like the stasis grenades or the attractors or whatever would come in it would be it would be about not letting them flee and and regenerate in some furniture somewhere yeah so yeah look i i i'm really proud of what we put together in 48 hours and given that we're, we're not we're not artists
1: um ryan's a definitely an artist and he's um he's done a yeah. a fantastic job there was, was no really- animation this time but um that's something that we plan to Maybe put some animation in.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. I know. I, I was disappointed I didn't get to mess with the uh, the cloth physics on the ghosts, but that would have been a waste of time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it would have been.
0: But no, but that's we all, task we all worked Polish.
1: together, and I think we um, I think we did a pretty good job.
0: I think we were. Yeah, that's it. I think we worked together quite well. We only overscoped slightly and still ended up with something. I mean, and we scoped it. We, we planned it in a way where not reaching our initial scope didn't make for a completely unplayable game right like it yep. didn't it wasn't all required to have something at the end and i think that was that was part of what really uh, sort of made it made it work yeah definitely
1: um one of my one of my favorite things that actually happened was the fact that we did get a win and lose condition in there the worst part about it is, though, that the win and lose conditions are literally just um, <laughs> debug Console messages logs. that-
0: Debug logs. <laughs> so, as a player playing the, the final version, you can't actually uh, <laughs> tell. But, yeah, look, the, again, this is polish. It's also things like you can't tell, you know, if you're reviving someone because that is a me- that is a mechanic we've got in there is that yeah. the lose state is when everybody is incapacitated, but if- um, as long as someone's still alive, they can revive the others, uh, as long as they can stay safe and close enough to them to do so. Yeah. Which, again, I thought it was another good balancing act, and it, which we would also have to tweak. Um, yeah. But it would, ha- you know, obviously once you get the, the UI in there, and Ryan put together some nice UI, again, we literally just ran out of time to get it in there. Yeah. I think that would work a lot better.
1: We've got some health mechanics going, um, Yeah, there's a a lot of mechanics that we we did actually get working, so.
0: Yeah, and this is the thing. I don't think it would take much time to just play around with those, polish them up a bit, get the UI in there, you know, start working on a couple different tools and things just to, again, test out those mechanics. Yeah. And I think that's what we'll sort of start doing in our spare time. Um, We'll we'll get it started up again.
1: I think the funniest thing was we got home, you know, and- about three minutes after I got home, I jumped back in, downloaded it, and fixed one of the problems that was giving me errors. Because I was thinking about ways of fixing it all the way home. <laughs> yeah,
0: because apparently Troy's family doesn't need to see him after two.
1: Days. They weren't home yet. That's why I do it. That. Uh,
0: okay, that's why you were able to do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I jumped on straight away, and then as soon as they came home, I'd already finished the um the fix. Yeah,
0: the bill. Yeah. So yeah, look, it was it was a. A whole lot of fun. We'll definitely do it again next year. Uh, I think Ryan had a lot of fun too and will probably join us. Uh, and
1: yeah, we'll, we'll see if we can meet an animator and get him to come along. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's what we need. Well, I think Ryan was planning to spend like the next year learning to, to animate well enough.
1: Basically. That's right. But uh, if, if, if my plan comes to fruition, then I'll just bring the connector along and we'll do some actual oh animation God. using that.
0: <laughs> mocap, uh, Mocap Studio at the mo-cap game Cap jam. Mocap
1: Studio yeah. at the game jam.
0: Sounds good. All right. So cool. Yeah. Look, check out the game. Uh, we'll try to, we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, uh, you can download it. It's called it Ghost Home. It's called Ghost Home. It was initially just called Ghosts, but then we called it Ghost Home. I think Ryan came up with that.
1: And his little, his little image that he did for it. Um, oh, and oh, it was great. And people yeah. who may think, what have, go- what have ghosts got to do with what does home mean to you? Well, what home means to me is literally a house that is ghost free.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was our rationalization. <laughs> and look, I think most people just took the word home yeah. as opposed to sort of the meaning thing, which is a little bit wishy washy for a game. And I get why they did it, and, and I think some people did did take sort of that whole meaning. But for us, it was just, well, you're in a house. Yep. This is someone's home.
1: Um, <laughs> Close enough. And we may- Ben may cut this bit out, but we are planning on doing a video series in which we play our game and then some of the other games as well.
0: Yes, I would stream. like to do that. I think that would be a lot of fun.
1: Um, ben came up with that idea, and there was- a great one that I want everyone to sort of see um, from our from some of our friends <laughs> that we met there. Yes. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, Herman's Herbert, Hermits or something like that.
0: Yeah. There were a lot of cra- hermit crab based games. Someone yep. said like, oh, why did everyone go with ghosts? I looked, just in Melbourne, there were like seven games that had hermit crabs in them out of 64. Yep. Like that's more than 10%. Yeah. What about ghosts? I think like three. Yeah, like it was less. Yeah,
1: way yeah. less. Um, and that's just Melbourne. I wonder, wonder what it was like oh, the yeah. world over.
0: Yeah, that'd be. <laughs> Maybe we should just do a video series where we only play all the Hermit Crab based <laughs> games. Uh, no, I would like. There were some really cool ones that I'd like to yeah. try.
1: So, yeah, I'd like. I'd like to get into that and show show some of our favourites that we saw at the um at the game jam.
0: Yeah, and. Look, I I really enjoyed doing this stuff. We're sort of getting to learn Unreal Engine a bit more. I don't, I I wish we had more time to do this because I I love the idea of every couple of months doing like a Bitstorm jam and, and prototyping one of our games that we've come up with. Yeah. But I I don't know that we have the time for that. So somebody else should do it.
1: No, but, um, we just did something pretty awesome today and hopefully we can, we can get a move on with that. Because that'd be awesome. Yeah, we do,
0: we do have other plans that mostly Trevor's working on, but uh, yeah. some cool stuff.
1: What we worked on today, if I could get that working, uh, I'm so excited for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I can tell. All right, so let's let's finish it up there. Yep. Um, thank you for listening to us ramble on about our Game Jam stuff. Go check out the game. Obviously, check out Bitstorm, which is our comedy game design podcast. But you guys who know nothing about comedy or game design, where we literally- uh, sort of do this every single week without the actual making of the game bit. We just throw ideas together and, and talk about them. Uh, so check that out and I'll see you later. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Jam toast.